0: Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11 and 20. Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God! For she is gracious, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem; she gathers the outcasts of Israel. She heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. She determines the number of the stars; she gives them to all of them. She gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. Her her understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden, and she casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. She covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. She gives to the animals their food, and to the young ravens when they cry. Her delight is not in the strength of the horse nor her pleasure in the speed of a runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear her, and those who hope in her steadfast love. She has not dealt thus with any any other nation. They do not know her ordinances. Praise the Lord. Job chapter 36 verses 1 through 23 Elihu continued and said, Bear with me a little and I will show you. For I have yet something to say on God's behalf. I will bring my knowledge from far away and ascribe righteousness to my Maker. For truly my words are not false. One who is perfect knowledge, one who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Surely God is mighty and does not despise any. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their right. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but with kings on the throne. He sets them forever and they are exalted. And if they are bound in fetters and caught in the cords of affliction, then he declares to them their work and their transgressions, that they are behaving arrogantly. He opens their ears to instruction and commands that they return from iniquity. If they listen and serve him, they complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness. But if they do not listen, they shall perish by the sword and die without knowledge. the godless in heart cherish anger, they do not cry for help when he binds them. They die in their youth and their life ends in shame. He delivers the afflicted by their affliction and opens their ear by adversity. He also lured you out of distress into a broad place where there is no constraint. And what was set on your table was full of fatness. But you are obsessed with the case of the wicked. Judgment and justice seize you. Beware that wrath does not entice you into scoffing and do not let the greatness of the ransom turn you aside. Will your cry avail to keep you from distress or will all the force of your strength do not long for the night when peoples are cut off in their place beware do not turn to iniquity because of that you have tried you have been tried by affliction see god is exalted in his power who is a teacher like him who has prescribed for him his way or who can say you have done wrong 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 through 16. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, at least I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship on the Lord. In the Lord, this is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to our own food and drink? Do we not have the right to be accompanied by a believing wife? As do the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord in Cephas. Or is it only Barnabas and I who do not have right to refrain from working for a living? Who at any time pays the expense for doing military service? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock and does not get any of its milk? Do I say this on human authority? Does the law also say the same? For it is is written in the law of Moses, You shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading on the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned, or does He not speak entirely for our sake? It was indeed written for our sake: For whoever ploughs should plough in hope, and whoever threshes should thresh in hope of a share in the crop. If we have sown spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap your material benefits? If others share this rightful claim on you, do not we still do not we still more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure everything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in what is sacrificed on the altar? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have made no use of any of these rites, nor am I writing this so that I may be applied in my case. Indeed, I would rather die than that. No one will deprive me of my ground for boasting. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. Good morning and welcome to the was it the fourth Friday of after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Imesville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm one forty seven, Job thirty six, and 1 Corinthians nine, and it felt somewhat dry to me. the the um, the stuff that Elihu says to Job is kind of rambling, and First Corinthians nine, um, Paul is um, kind of a little sensitive um, about being accused of not being an apostle, um, and whether or not he should be paid and all this stuff. And one thing that does stand out um, in terms of military services, obviously, um, chapter, or I'm sorry, verse 7, when he says, who at any time pays for the expenses for doing military service? And other translations, it makes clear, like who pays their own expenses for serving? And there's two words here that are actually really important, and the one is strateuo, strateuo, which is serves, um, the, the NRSV is not, the well, I like the NRSV, but it leaves out, or it makes certain choices here that obscure some of the words at play. So stratio is service, it's also soldier. Um, I, I make the case, as I'm, I'm still writing, but in God is a Grunt, I make the case that soldier's primary function is not to go to war, but to serve, um, they order human communities in the same way that God ordered uh, creation not as in giving orders but as in giving order and in, and maintaining order and justice and righteousness and um, the, the the term in Greek for soldier is strateuo or stratiotes. Stratiotes is um, implies a low Low social class. It means literally a grunt. Um, and strate uo is somebody, anybody who serves. It might be an officer, might be a grunt, might be, you know, uh, a jailer, um, because soldiers did that under military commands. Um, so strata uo does not mean warrior, it means soldier, and soldiers do not um, necessarily go to war. Their primary function uh the thing that they do that in- informs all their other work is they serve they they maintain a just order sometimes that requires going into battle uh against you know forces that that threaten that just order um and he, paul is um uses military metaphor a lot um this is Um, very much in line with his um, Greco-Roman—I don't know, I'm not going to say upbringing because he wasn't, Um, but he's very familiar with it. If he's educated, he would have read Latin and Greek and some of the Greek poets and and how they use military metaphor, assuming, as they did in the late Republic, that most most men, uh, most all Roman citizens would at some point be expected to serve— um the you know during jesus 's time by the time it 's an empire um that isn 't the case, and they use money to incentivize people joining just like we do now um but the um his use of military metaphor is is pretty pronounced when we look at it, but for the culture, if we 're talking about the roman the the yeah the Roman Empire and its kind of overriding culture. Paul here very much writes, and through most of his letter, he writes kind of as a Roman. Um, he uses military metaphor because he assumes that everybody—well, he doesn't assume Roman culture. Um, you know, the empire is still young; they're still getting over the 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 changes that have occurred just a generation ago. And the uh, you know older generations of Greek and Latin writers would have used a lot of military metaphor, just as like it, you know. If everybody's a veteran, we're going to throw military jargon around, and in the republic, you know, most all citizens and and most men uh, would have been soldiers at some point, and so it, it was it was much more cohesive in that way. Um, and this is one place, uh, one of two places at least, that he used this um, another word: military pay. Uh, NRSV here translates it um, expenses. And the Greek word is opsonion. And the opsonion is, or the uh, opsonia is military salary. It's literally, it's like your LES. Um, This is the thing that you are paid. um, Each um, legion, for sure, I don't know about the auxilia, um, if they had one, but legions had had a, a unit bank. And all the money would go into the bank. You could withdraw it. You could keep it in the bank, um, expenses were deducted, like um, uniform, some food, um, and at the end of your service, you could withdraw it all. He probably had a pretty decent nest egg <coughs> Excuse me um the Opsonia is literally military salary that's the way it's used everywhere else there's other words for money for expenses. But Paul uses language that he's familiar with, having read Greek and Latin and been educated not just by Gamaliel but also um uh, as a Roman and so um this use here you know we think of it as military metaphor, and it is, but it also he kind of shows his hand a little bit how he is a little bit more Roman than a lot of his audience is and probably wants to be. Um, Rome, at the time, when he's writing his letters, many of his letters, I think all of them, I can't think off the top of my hand, um, they're written before the revolt of 70 CE, when the Jews um, got into a major conflict with Rome, and then uh, Rome won, uh, destroyed the temple, and moved in uh, legionaries as opposed to auxilia, Um, you know, this influx of foreign Italian troops, um, not just, um, you know, kind of becoming an occupying army, but also flooding Roman culture into Palestine. And so um, this is before all that happens, when there's much more friendly terms between Rome and uh, the, the church and the the prevailing, you know, kind of Jewish culture as well. Um, and so he is, um, using these terms, um, just almost probably without thinking because he is through and through, um, formed by Roman culture, Greek and Latin and, and the the poets and, you know, all the others. Um, and that just goes to show you how much, um, Military kind of imagination influenced our scripture, not just you know Paul, um, but also John. He uses um, he does not use military metaphor the same way that Paul does, but he does use it, especially in Revelation, where Jesus in in chapter nineteen in particular becomes the you know holy warrior. He's got fire in his eyes and all the rest. Um, and so this is part and parcel to um, our New Testament. You know, you take away military references and 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 metaphor, and you're left with a pretty squalid um, scripture. Um, you know, it's it's almost like Ben Franklin when he took out all the miracles and just tried to have Jesus the human man in there. It's like it's just boring, um, and ha- not to mention it's like half the length. Or when um, Sojourners talks about this magazine, it's that started as a community i don't know if they still are they went through and like cut out all the the passages pertaining to poverty and the economy and they you know they had this like holy bible not like in the the doxological sense but in the literal sense like there was holes all over and you know you couldn't really read it um you, it, the same thing goes for military language and and kind of culture like you cannot get rid of it if you do, you're getting rid of an integral part of the Bible, that without some of these reference points, um, you know, our Bible ceases to make sense and, and is no longer coherent. And so rather than, as some progressive Christians want to do, rather than get rid of it, we might as well try and make sure we're interpreting it in you know, a legitimate and, and reliable and credible way. Um, and part of that is to recognize Paul's upbringing, um, Paul's lack of animosity against Rome uh, for a good you know for his entire life. If it's true that he was martyred by Nero in sixty four that's before the Jewish war breaks out. and so he he doesn't live in any world in which the Romans are you know violent occupiers as they become after seventy, when the gospels are written, when Acts is written so it's better to uh, make sure we have our ducks in a row in terms of understanding what the bible is saying rather than try and kick the ducks out as though, you know, uh, you know, it's it's corrupted with this stuff. No, this is this is part of it. This is part of what makes the gospel the gospel is that soldiers and veterans are integral to it just as any other, you know, so- social group is as well. A prayer for the unity of the church from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and conquered. That, as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country.